Hard ticket to Hawaii. It has it all. The awesome, pristine beauty of the land. The warm caress of perfect beaches. The tantalizing wetness of the Blue Pacific. Hawaii. It's a great place to visit. But you wouldn't want to die there. Four of America's finest ready and willing to pay the price for paradise. They're undercover, but not under-equipped. On this mission, there's hard flying, hard playing, hard fighting. Agents are everywhere. Have no mercy. Hello, and welcome to Viva La Action, the show where we're talking all things action movies. The good, the bad, and the underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is my co-host, Grayson. Oh, that's me. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. We've, uh, we've got to pretend like we haven't been sitting talking for half an hour already. <laughs> About horse cum? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn horse cum. Yeah. We talk about, sorry, to uh, new listeners have already left, so that's okay. Yeah, but, right. It's fine. Uh, we, whatever. We talk about horse cum way more than two people should talk about horse cum yeah. on any given um, conversation. The only reason it comes up is because FedEx delivers it and I work at FedEx. So, yeah. You just love to dox yourself every week. <laughs> <laughs> How does I dox myself? I, I work at FedEx. They don't know oh, where at FedEx. That's true. I mean, they know you work. Well, I won't let them put the pieces together. We'll just. We'll... All they know is that I work with horse coming. <laughs> <laughs> that is very specific. <laughs> so we've we've talked about horse cum, um, which means that uh, for a movie podcast, um, this is a very normal way to start. <laughs> it is, yes. We watched a movie this week. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's technically a movie, I suppose. It's um, it's more like softcore porn. It it really, uh, but yes, it is. Yeah. But um, we'd watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, yeah. It is a 1980. Hold on, let me pull up my notes. 1987 uh, action film, uh, written and directed by Andy Sedaris. Now this movie, uh, it is part of Sedaris's Triple B series. Um, and I want to play a little game with you. What do you think Triple B stands for? Uh, probably boobs or something. Boobs is in there. Yes, that's one of the <laughs> yeah. <babies. laughs> Babes? Babes. So it's it's the last B is either boobs or babes, depending on who, who you ask. <laughs> what are the first two? Boobs? So, no, close. It's it's bullets, bombs, and babes film series. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Or bullets, bombs, and boobs. Yeah. Or bombs, bullets, and boobs. I also saw boats, bullets, and boobs, because there's a lot of boats, but there um, are a lot of boats. A lot of boats in this movie. But uh yeah, so this is uh hard ticket to Hawaii. Um it is 
like I said, written and directed by Andy Sedaris. It also co-stars uh, a lot of Playboy Playmates, but yeah. uh, specifically Donna Spear, who plays Donna, um, Hope Marie Carlton, who plays Taryn, Cynthia Brimmel, who plays Eddie, and then it also stars Patty Duffick, who plays Patty Cakes. Um, the film also stars Ron Moss as Rowdy, uh, Harold Diamond as Jade, and Wolf Larson as Jimmy John Jackson, which is maybe the best name in the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say the names in this movie, like nobody had a like a regular no name. <laughs> you know who does have the most regular name? Who? It's the villain, and his name is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll Which... talk about. We'll talk about everything. I mean, we'll talk about everything. But yeah. Seth in particular is the most interesting looking man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he really is. Like, I just every time he was on screen, I was like, "Who are you? Where did he's they so find you?" He's so shiny and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tanned. Yeah. Um, so yes, we're we're talking about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. The film has a 25% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes um with a 45% audience score, which is not great. Um, no. And in fact, by technicality, it makes it the lowest rated film we've talked about so far. Um Yeah. Excellent. The, the only reason I say that is because Mexican American does not have a rating <laughs> at all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um yeah uh Excellent. the synopsis from imdb which i will read out to you now um because i'm sure if you're like me the first time you watch this movie it's incomprehensible yeah um, but here's the plot uh two drug enforcement agents are killed on a private hawaiian island donna and taryn two operatives for the agency accidentally intercept a delivery of diamonds intended for drug lord seth who takes exception and tries to get them back. This is the longest synopsis ever. Soon, yeah. other agency operatives get involved, and a full-scale fight to the finish ensues, complicated here and there by an escaped snake made deadly by toxic waste. I didn't get the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. I like You could have removed the snake from the yeah. whole movie, and it would have it been the same. And here's the thing about the snake, right? Like The snake is like... It's like the very first plot point is the snake yeah. for some I reason. Was, I thought it was going to be about the snake. It was going to be about the snake, but the snake is not like the snake just shows up. Yeah, it's then, just like a nuisance. Yeah, it kills a couple people and then <laughs> explodes from a toilet. And, like... <laughs> and then gets point blank shot in the face yeah. by a rocket launcher. And it's also the worst puppet I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, it's ter- it looked like paper mache. Yes, and the first time you see it, it does like the Kermit face. It does like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's the worst. It looks so bad. It does look really bad. And um yeah, and also that synopsis is slightly wrong because in the movie they say that the snake is infested by um cancer infested rats that bit yeah, the which, snake yeah that also that when they said that i was like that doesn't make any fucking sense no you can't bite somebody and give them <laughs> cancer <laughs> that's not how cancer works no and we haven't even gotten into the movie and it's uh this is how absurd this this movie yeah. is 
Um, I, like also I love that when it got shot in the face with a rocket launcher, mm-hmm. only its head exploded. Yeah. The that... rest of its body, fine. <laughs> that rocket launcher has some of the like weirdest <laughs> physics that I've ever like it, on the one hand, it can just completely destroy like an SUV. Yeah. But on the other hand, it can like barely kill one snake. snake. <laughs> <laughs> I oh that I and it was like it was a, it had four barrels. Four barrels, yeah. They blew up a sex doll with it. They do, <laughs> they do blow up a sex doll with it. So this movie is fucked up. It is. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Before before we get into the like background of the movie and and uh, get into the niche details of this very bizarre plot, um, what did you think of it? It was a movie that somebody made <laughs> that's what it was it sure was um i there were some okay parts i guess i it didn't it just felt like it didn't go anywhere it was like it yeah. just felt like a a a fan service movie yes um cuz like we talked about before lots of boobs so many boobs. Yeah. Just, just an ungodly amount. <laughs> but there was also like a lot of uh uh like man tit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like men had their tits out just willy-nilly. Lots of cleavage in this movie, yeah. male and female. Yeah. Yeah. No discrimination there. Uh and so it was it's a really a movie for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking um, of Speaking of man cleavage, there is one character in particular who always just has his pecs out. Oh, was and... it the fucking guy at the restaurant? Well, that guy, but there's also the the guy with the ponytail. Oh, and yeah. That guy has the worst hair in any movie oh, it... that I've ever seen. It's terrible. It's awful. Like it's his gross. ponytail is not tied up tightly. Like it's no. like loose at the top, and then it's mm-hmm. like real like twisted at the bottom. Yeah. That guy was real upsetting to look at. I yeah, I didn't like him at all. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I think they needed to switch him out with somebody else. Yeah, um, but also I didn't like the guy at the fucking restaurant that had his tits out. Oh, I know because he was awful. He was like, how how did he even say? Well, he asked someone to sit on his face at one point. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he because they were like, oh yeah, you know we you know we want a seat somewhere, and and they were like, is anywhere open? And he's like, well, you can sit on my face. And I was yeah. like, shut up. Yeah, he's that is the perviest man I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was. Ugh, I didn't like him. You can tell this was made in the 1980s because, like. Their idea of humor in this film is basically just sexual harassment. It's just like, yeah, go up to a woman and bother her, and that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point out literally everything. Yeah, just be like, like, "Hey, I like your tits." <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, please sit on my face. Yeah, and that's um, like that's supposed to get a big laugh out of everybody for some reason. Yeah, sexual harassment courses hadn't been invented yet. No, and. Also, you can tell, like, so this is, like, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, but, like, so Andy Sedaris, who's the director of this movie, um, he, so he, he's the writer and director. He originally started out directing television, 
Okay. Particularly, he was big in broadcasting like sports television. So he did like NFL games and uh, he did a lot of like baseball yeah. broadcasting and stuff. Oh, what just happened? I looked up a picture of Andy Sedaris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a little he's a little scary. <laughs> oh god. Um lock that man up. Yeah, and he he invented speaking of locking him up, he invented this thing in sports broadcasting called the honey shot, which is uh where when there's like downtime in the broadcast, you cut to like either a cheerleader or like uh, like an attractive girl in the crowd, and he he coined the term "honey shot." So it's like you're, you're like you, you zone in on a honey, you know, like a, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's great, but that's what you're known for. That's, and so, yeah, and I think that translate like the fact that he comes from like sports television, like you can as soon as you know that you're like, oh, this movie suddenly makes a lot of sense because. The yeah movie makes no sense <laughs> yeah like like people are just taking their clothes off yeah in front of everybody mm-hmm. for no reason uh, right yeah there's there's a shot very early on where so the 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 two main characters in this their names are donna and Taryn, um and one of them is a dea agent uh her name is donna she's played by donna spear um Funnily enough, Donna in real life, her name is spelled with one N, but Donna in the movie, her name is spelled with two N's. Ah, okay, so they're different. They are different. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, she's like a DEA agent. Her her boyfriend is named Rowdy. Um, he's a nasty man who lives on a boat. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, he's ugh. he's the worst. Yeah. He's awful. Well, and there's that weird gratuitous sex scene where they did i didn't even think they had well they were supposed to have had sex yeah but they just sort of sat there they just mushed together and then it cuts <laughs> yeah yeah it was weird <laughs> um by the way so like the the when i was watching it to take notes i like made a, a note of the time code you get boobs two minutes in like literally yeah. two minutes. Like yeah. it opens with a couple shots of Hawaii and then it cuts to Donna and Rowdy are on a boat and they're like swimming for whatever reason. There's some real bad ADR. So like yeah. you can tell the, the actors are not saying the lines that are oh, God, coming no. through the screen. And then it cuts to inside and Rowdy's like, don't go be a DEA agent. You're a woman. Stay here on this nasty boat with me. And she's like, oh, Rowdy, we can't play me jane you tarzan or whatever yeah um, and he's like well you can't you can't fault me for trying and she's like try this and she pulls her her boobs out um and that's the first <laughs> time you see boobs and it's exactly yeah. two minutes into the movie so you know Excellent. they get they get going like right away <laughs> yeah and yeah so uh um, it, it this movie like it seemed like it was just baywatch but with nudity <laughs> yeah that's what that's, it seemed like. That's pretty much what it is. And I was reading an interview with um, the director that was done in like 2002 because he's dead now. Like he's like way dead. Okay. Um, yeah. But h- him and his wife were like a writer, director, producing team. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I was this interview with him and his wife for like DVD.com or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, one of those ma- one of those websites <laughs> from 2002. And they were asking him, they were like, do you think like Bay, because Baywatch came after this. 
Yeah. Um, they were like, do you think like Jiggle Television, which was like Baywatch and like VIP and like these other shows, they're like, do you think that takes inspiration from your movies? And he was like, well, I have a friend who was an editor on Baywatch and he he phoned me one day to tell me, hey, we've got all your movies up up on a shelf above us while we edit and we we like to watch your movies all the time. You're the best man I've ever met in my life. You know, one of those interviews. Yeah, um, somebody paid him to say that. Yeah, definitely. So I, I do think it's in that same vein where it's like the plot just exists to get you from like one scene of women running on a beach to another. Yeah, um, exactly. And the plot, like, go ahead. Oh, yeah, because like the action itself and like the the story uh-huh. was eh. It's eh and it's like nonsensical like yeah, it's just... mostly just people discovering things <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they go oh my god diamonds yeah next scene tits yeah <laughs> next scene uh, let's shoot some stuff next scene tits yeah pretty that's much. the movie <laughs> and it's it's this is the it's the kind of movie where you watch it and you go oh this is what people did before you could just google boobs you know like yeah you either yep. had to go to the store and like embarrass yourself, like checking out a Playboy, checking out yep. like you know, yeah, buying, buying a Playboy. A... Um, yeah. you weren't getting them at the library. I don't know why I said checking out. <laughs> Imagine you go to the library. Uh, can I have the latest issue of Playboy, please? I was one hustler, please. <laughs> Where's your porn section? <laughs> what what uh what's the uh Dewey Decimal Code for right. porn? <laughs> Um, so, so this was an era where like you had to like either do that or you went to like the video store and you found the section that had all the Andy Sedaris movies and you just checked yep. them all out. Um, and then you paused your VHS player <laughs> yep. at the right moment. Um, yeah, but th- these movies, what's funny about the, his movies is like, I read this quote from him, which was that like, he didn't like the like studio system. So what he would do basically is like he'd write a movie and then he would fund it himself and then mm. he would he would make money selling it to like HBO because this is back in the day where like HBO and like Cinemax they were just known for showing like just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't have original program. It wasn't until like I'm trying to think like The Wire and like stuff like that that they actually started having like premiere television. Before okay. that it was just like here's this Here's hard ticket to Hawaii, and then at nine, sex. You know, it was like <laughs> they just—they were just trying to make a buck. You know, it's an honest yeah. living. Exactly, and it was again—it was before you could just Google boobs and just you know, see yeah, all the boobs you wanted. You had to work for the boobs. You know, You're right? It was more rewarding that way. I think. I think so. Yeah. I think we should go back to doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Delete Google. <laughs> No, because then we have to watch movies like this, and I don't want to watch movies like this. <laughs> That's fair. Well, no, then we just get like actually good directors to direct movies like this. I don't think actually good directors are going to do stuff like this. They weren't doing stuff like this back then. I don't think they're going to do it now. Yeah, it's true. That's that's some of the background on the movie. Yeah. Um, it's it is so originally we were gonna watch um this movie called Picasso Trigger, yeah. which in a weird way is a sequel to this movie, um, because it has some of the same characters. Like it had like Donna and Taryn are in it, 
in that movie for some reason they are like in that movie for some reason donna and taryn are like vegas dancers and they're like undercover um oh yeah there you go but the plot of picasso trigger is like way more baffling and i just like i could not follow it whatsoever but it's also way more boring Um, ah like in that movie you don't like not that boobs are the reason you should watch this movie but in that movie like nothing happens for like the first 30 minutes you see some boobs about 20 minutes in and then it's just like boobs after that and there's one fight scene at the at the end <laughs> it's like this is going to make for very good podcast listening uh, yeah so hard ticket to hawaii is like way weirder it's it not, is like, the plot like we said is like way dumber um makes so much less sense yeah the action was terrible the what so first of all i did not expect there to be sumo wrestling in this (laughs) (laughs) that threw me for a loop um but there was that one scene where that dude it was like the two dudes on a boat and they were Mm -hmm. like practicing their martial arts or whatever it was so bad it is really bad. We also get a very, um, uh, not very PC uh, Asian accent done by one of those characters. Yeah, which you yeah, know, that's a that's a product of the pat the past. Yeah. Um, also, okay. So here's what here's something too, right? So the guy who plays Jade, which is the the shirtless uh, ponytail monster man, he yeah. he is a real life kickboxer right like really that that guy actually has some skills but you would not be able to tell watching this movie no because he doesn't do anything interesting or like no impressive at all no it it's it suffered from uh it was the same what was that one movie that we watched it it just yeah it might have been that where it just like it looked it, it was clear that it was all choreographed right right they weren't actually fighting nothing was it's also just not shot well it's like oh god no it's like a close-up of him like kicking but like you don't actually see his foot like it's like his leg and then it's just like it cuts and the other guy's like and you know (laughs) oh that's the other thing the squibs they fucking used for the blood they were they were like juicy yeah, they were. They like overfilled those suckers. There's a couple guys who are just explosions of blood. Like just <laughs> <laughs> like the skateboarding guy that flew like I don't know oh my 20 God. feet in the air. That is my Okay, so this movie has a couple of like reveals that are not supposed to be funny but just like were the best thing. And my favorite reveal is when they're driving in the car and they're like Oh, hold on. There's a nutcase in the road and it cuts and yeah. it's a man upside down skateboarding. <laughs> they say, man, he's got, he's probably smoking some fat doobies. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, who thought of that? Like, watch out for this nutcase. And he's just like, yep. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and then they blow. And then. Yeah, and then he like skateboards down. And somebody hands off a fucking sex doll to him. I don't For know what no that reason. was. Yeah. yeah, he didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets launched in the air. Yeah, guy pulls out rocket launcher and just blows him up. Yep. Oh, and but then the skateboard just 
rolls away. Yeah, it, which was very funny. But it was hilarious. Um, there's like, there's so many bizarre like moments in this where you're like, did they put that in on purpose or was that like a like a wrong act- cut? Yeah, like they there must have been some of this stuff where it was just an accident. Like, what was the? I I really I genuinely like I watched it. The second time I watched it, I was like paying attention to that scene because I was like, maybe there's something I missed with the blow up doll. There's yeah. nothing. I don't know no. why it was. I uh, yeah. I they just they somebody just had <laughs> a, a blow up doll on set, and they're like, oh, you know, it'd be funny. <laughs> I fully believe that somebody on this set would have a blow up doll just ready to go. Yeah. Also, I will say this for this movie, right? It makes it makes Hawaii look boring. I don't know how it <laughs> manages to do that, but like Hawaii yeah. is supposed to be this paradise, you know, this beautiful island with whatever. And it, yeah. this movie makes it look so dull. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Well, and like they don't even they don't go anywhere. No, like they just they either they stay on a boat or they're in just like the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, the most of Hawaii you see is at the very beginning. So we. This movie has a shares a couple of common themes with um all of the all I feel like all of the bad movies we've watched have kind of had like a couple of common like things with them and one of them is a uh, self-penned theme song um, yes and this one has hard ticket to hawaii um which plays like at the at the very beginning like there's like they they get so Donna and Taryn, who are the two main characters, they work for Molokai Cargo, which is like a front for the DEA for some reason. We don't know why. Whatever. Um, and they are like transporting the deadly snake and then two people for some reason to this other island <laughs> in the Hawaii chain of islands. Yeah. And during that, we get this nice sequence of like uh shots of Hawaii while the theme hard ticket to hawaii plays um and i will say this it's kind of a banger i i was gonna say it kind it does kind of slide the the one i think saving grace of this movie was the soundtrack yes the music is actually very good it is i was like damn for such a terrible movie this soundtrack goes hard (laughs) (laughs) it's like the one thing they spent money on besides yeah um, because it's true. Like it's like hard ticket to Hawaii. It's it's mm. got that nice synthy feel to it, you know. Yeah, it's very eighties. It is very eighties, and the music itself, like the ambient music, is great. It's a lot oh, of like, so good synth. Although there is a few moments where it's like inappropriately like oh yeah, like plucky when it shouldn't be. Like, yeah, somebody getting their hands cut off, and the music's like. <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like uh eh, i don't know how to feel right now yeah yeah it's beyond the other good thing i will say i will give this movie one other compliment i think the intro credits where like all the names Yo. are written on like the boxes and stuff i thought I that thought, was very clever it was yes i did enjoy that i was like ah that's good yeah uh and then from then on downhill downhill just straight like not even yeah. like a like a like it's like, like a steep gresh, decline. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I can't get over the snake. The snake is bizarre. I, like I said, like you could just take take 
the entire snake plot out. Yeah. And it's the same movie. Like, really, the snake's only function is to kind of, like, <laughs> it kills the villain at the end and yeah. then bursts out of a toilet and, like, it's just so that Rowdy can shoot the rocket launcher one last time, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, they they had the rocket launcher prop in the moment. Well, we have four rockets in it, so we can't just <laughs> shoot two, blowing up a skateboarder and a blow-up doll. We got to use it at least one more time. Yeah. There, there's also some, like, there are some inexplicable, like, continuity errors in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's one in particular. So we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but the the defining moment that like kicks off the action is Donna and Taryn have dropped off these two like newlyweds um, at their campground, which is clearly just an empty beach. But yeah. um, And while they're like heading back to their plane, a tiny helicopter appears, um, which I thought that was fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. It's also another shared theme with a Mexican American, which also has a tiny helicopter. If you remember. Yes. Um, And the tiny helicopter has diamonds on it that this other drug lord, who we only see the one time, and then he shows up again at the end. Um, he uses the tiny helicopter to send diamonds to Seth, who is the, the villain. Um, and they're like an untraceable currency, I guess, diamonds. Sure. Um but he chooses to send it in a tiny helicopter, which Taryn and Donna intercept. Um, a man then yells freeze and starts shooting at them, um, which I'm pretty sure freeze is supposed to be so they don't move. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why you would say freeze and then shoot, but okay. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, because then that gets them to move. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know. It's bizarre. But anyway, um, so Donna and Taryn have, have these diamonds um and the whole like rest of the plot is like seth trying to get the diamonds for some reason like it's it's i don't know why he couldn't just wire that other guy and be like hey we lost the diamonds can we get some more diamonds right because you know they can't be that hard to get a hold of no if you're in that business (laughs) also like i don't know anything about diamonds right like but I feel like a tiny container of diamonds, like that's not going to pay that much. Like, I no. could be wrong, but. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on like the clarity of them and how they're cut. Yeah. Um. Because like if they're cut really well and they're in really good condition, I'm sure you could, you know, make a, a good amount of money off of them. But yeah, with the amount that they had, because it was only like, what, 10, 11 yeah. diamonds. Yeah. Like little oh. little bitty diamonds, you know. Yeah. Like in a cigarette case worth of, of diamonds. Right. Well, and I'm wondering if like oh, we never find this out. But maybe that was just like a taste of like the full shipment. Oh, maybe. You know, they That's were true. like, Oh, here's like here's a little bit up front to show you that we can get them and and but to get the rest of them you gotta do all this other stuff. But this movie wasn't smart enough to do that. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we never find that out. I also would like to know how, so like this is 1987, right? 
Yeah. I'm no expert, but I'm fairly certain drone technology was not that advanced. So no. I'd like to know how the guy on the boat knows where to land the helicopter. Because I feel like at a certain point, the tiny helicopter is going to be out of range and you're not going to be able to see it. Yeah. Unless I didn't even think of that. Unless it's just like, because even if it has a tiny little camera on it, we're talking about the 1980s. Like, how good's that camera going to be? You know, it's like three pixels. Yeah. <laughs> no. You're like that. Looks like the ground, and then it plunges into the ocean. So I don't. I... Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, this movie is dumb. It is really dumb, and it's like I want to say. So I I read this article. It's from Paste Magazine. Um, and they made like a list of the hundred greatest B movies of all time. Okay. Um, and this was number one, right? And they gave all really, these yeah, they gave all these reasons, and they were like, "It's like so bad, it's good." And I'm like, I feel like it's like almost there, like yeah. But what for me, what stops it from being like so bad, it's good, is I feel like it's too like, it's too sleazy, I guess. Yes. Like, and it's like you can kind of see like the the patchwork of it of like, well, if we put the girls here, they can take their boobs out. And if we put the girls here, we can they can take their boobs out. Boobs out. Yeah. And so for that reason, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like so bad it's good. You have to have like a like a sincerity to you, you know, like, yeah, you have to like think your movie's the greatest movie ever made, you know? Yeah. And well, you- and and you have to like at least make the movie like somewhat believable. Right. And and there has to be reason. Yeah. And and logic to the action. You can't just like do things to do things. Right. Unless you're like some <laughs> weirdo avant-garde artist whatever that's mm-hmm. trying new wave, I don't know. But like in something like this, you really gotta like, like you can have boobs, sure, boobs are great. But boob it up, yeah. But in a movie like this, right? The 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 plot was it's it's an interesting plot. You just didn't do anything with it. No, and it doesn't go anywhere. Like it just no. It kind of just peters out at the end, and they're like, "Oh yeah. wait, we should go get the the main guy," and then they throw him out a window. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. The dialogue too, like the writing, <laughs> was so cheesy. Like, it's, yeah, it's bad. I will, I will say my one, the, the one line that I did like, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of towards the end, that one guy just goes life's a bitch and then you die <laughs> i thought that was pretty funny that was pretty good the one so there's a couple of good lines one one line that i liked was um the the villain seth who i, I just have to keep pointing out that his name is seth um yeah. he's talking to like two of his cronies who let the like the girls get away with the the diamonds yeah um and he tells them um if if brains were bird shit, you two would have a clean cage. Oh yeah, I thought it was it was a very good insult. That was that was very clever. Yes, um, I'm gonna start using that. I I also want to. So I we we touched on it very briefly, but um, my favorite character in this movie, not because he's a good character, but because he has the best name I've ever heard, <laughs> Jimmy John Jackson. 
Jimmy John Jackson. The first time I heard it, I thought they were joking, but then they just kept saying it. <laughs> yep. They kept and in full sincerity. And I was like, well, I guess that's his name and his only name. And I I love that they never shorten it. It's never like, yep. oh, that's Jimmy John. They're just like, hey, it's the great news reporter, Jimmy John Jackson. <laughs> yep. It sounds like a John Mulaney joke. It does. Yeah. yeah. Do you see he came out with a new uh I special? I watched it. It's very good. Is it really? Yes. Right. I really liked it. He's very honest in it, Excellent. which is good. Right. That is um, good. This is not a comedy review podcast, but no. it is very good. If you have the time to check it out, it's worth, right. worth watching. Mm-hmm. There's a bit at the end. I won't spoil it, but I was laughing so hard I cried. Like, I just like, <laughs> it's very good. Um, okay. But yeah, so there's there's a character. That, his name is Jimmy John Jackson. He's a sports reporter. Um, what does he have to do with the plot? Absolutely nothing. I don't know yeah. why he's in the movie. His very first scene, he shows up. He sits down with these two football players. And then he gives a very <laughs> weird monologue about vitamins. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, again, oh yeah, it has the, yeah. nothing to do with the plot. Oh no, no. They like there's just this weird moment where they're talking to some football players. Yeah. And and yeah, he's there talking about vitamins. I don't know why. It's so strange. He's just like, and I take vitamin A for my dick, and I take vitamin <laughs> D for my brain, and I take vitamin <laughs> C for my liver or whatever. Yeah. He also and go ahead. And then doesn't he just take them all and then yeah. that's it? Yeah, and then the other guys get like a milkshake and he's like comfort food and then that's it that's the scene that's it's yeah. bizarre there's another weird scene with him later where he's like interviewing these two football players on air and then they're like saying whatever and one of them like says the n-word oh <laughs> that took me by surprise i that threw me for a fucking loop i was like oh wow okay and then that scene resolves because they're just like the broadcast cut out. It's okay. They didn't say the N-word on TV. You're saved, Jimmy John Jackson. <laughs> and then there's like, that's the whole scene. I don't understand why it. it was in there. Yeah. I it, it really had no bearing on the plot. Were, like, were any of them involved with the diamond well, smuggling? Well, Jimmy John Jackson is the boyfriend of Taryn. Who's like oh. The, so she, we, we haven't even mentioned her really. But she she's the other DEA agent. Um, and her backstory is that she was like a mob wife or something. And she like escaped the mob and then was in witness protection. And for some reason, they put her in the DEA. I don't know why. Um, I don't think that's common amongst no mob survivors. No. Um, but then... But for some reason, she's like, well, the first person I met after I became a civilian was Jimmy John Jackson. And then they have like a weird frolic on the beach. Oh, she, th- that scene. So she like sees Jimmy John Jackson and she's like, hey, Jimmy John Jackson, let's go have sex on the beach. Right. <laughs> and they go. And then she she's like, once they're finished, she like radios back to the other two. And they're like, what are you doing, Taryn? This is no time to have sex on the beach. And she's like, she says the line. I'm pretending to be a mere receptacle for Jimmy John Jackson's desires. It's the, it's the grossest, (laughs) weirdest line. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't think think you should ever refer to yourself as a receptacle. No, no, it's no, 
You're not, no. That's a receptacle for his desires. She calls herself a cum dumpster, but like in a very nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I I didn't even connect the dots with that. Yeah. Yeah, and they they said it in the most just like weird way. This movie is just people saying the most out of pocket <laughs> thing and then just moving on. <laughs> yeah, like like the guy in the fucking diner. Like yeah. he he'll just say like the most vile things and mm-hmm. nobody does anything. No. They go, "Ah, you're so funny." And move on. Yeah. Like in a modern movie, they would like blow that guy up with a rocket launcher as like a conference. Yeah. But in this movie, they're just like, oh, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sex pests. <laughs> yeah. And then and then she says that I'm a cum dumpster and nobody bats an eye. Nope. They're just like, oh, Taryn, get back here. We got something dime. to do. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like these people weren't even like doing their job. They just happened to be in the same place that all this was happening. Yeah. And they were like, ah, I guess we'll go do this. Mm-hmm. And was, and that was it. Yeah. And I also find it weird that like, so they stumble upon these diamonds, right? And then they get into a shootout, right? Which is like, yeah. And for some reason, Donna pulls out a ninja star from like her boot yep and i'm like why is that standard dea equipment i don't know i guess so. probably not <laughs> but sure whatever does that come with the tiny shorts and the vest that only zippers up to your navel i don't know but um apparently well, yeah, does. yeah so. it does apparently yeah and the guns oh they're terrible they're just awful i swear some of the guns are just like a broom handle with like <laughs> a pellet gun attached to it yep yeah also they spend a weirdly long time in that like hotel or whatever yeah cleaning all of the guns (laughs) that scene goes for so long yeah well and they keep cutting back and forth like they'll they'll be there we'll cut to a completely different area Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back and they're still cleaning the guns yes and there's a very so there's a weird scene within that scene where they like clean the they're cleaning the guns or whatever and then donna and rowdy are like we gotta go check out this video the security video right and they go to like another room which is seemingly like across the way but it's also like in the next room so i don't know where the hell this thing is but um so they go and they watch the video or whatever. And then they start having sex, right? Yeah. And then it, it cuts get, back. It gets them going. Yeah, it gets them going. You know, watching a man play frisbee, which is a weirdly <laughs> big part of the plot. Um, and then yeah. it cuts back and Jade and Taryn are like, I don't know, exchanging some weird dialogue. And then it cuts back and and Rowdy and Donna are having sex, right? Yeah. But they're in this position. And I'm going to describe it to everyone because... Try to figure out for yourself what's happening because I can't yeah. figure it out. Nope. So, so she is, he is like sitting, like, you know, like this. Yeah. I'm demonstrating. And he's completely naked. Yeah. She is also completely naked, but she's like sort of on top of him, but her yeah. head is near his chest. Right. Yeah. And the rest of her is like either on the floor or like 
in the chair. Yeah. So, but he's like moaning, like it's the best thing that's ever happened to him. And I'm like, either this man has the world's longest <laughs> penis. <laughs> or they just shot it in a way that like implies something is happening. But yeah. they can't show it because they want this to be able to sell it to like TV. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It was bizarre. It was. Well, uh, yeah, the position like like we could see her hands. Yes. They're like, and they're like you side. said, yeah. yeah. And her head, as you said, was at his chest. So what's she's going conjuring. on? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> her her boobs can move independently. <laughs> that's the other thing she can't be doing anything with you know whatever because she's yeah. standing completely still so it's like yeah I yeah she just was sitting there yeah. and he's not he's not touching anything no his hands are all the way out here but he's moaning like he's having the best time so i i don't know I don't it gets know. back to taryn and jade and they're like oh they're oh. having sex in there you know yeah um, we should turn up the radio he also eats a lemon peel that guy i don't like <laughs> Ah, yeah it's like a weird joke because like taryn the character is obsessed with james bond so she keeps like making james bond references which it's like haha congratulations you know you're in a spy movie except it's not really a spy movie but whatever no um and he takes a giant swig of vodka yeah and then eats a lemon peel and he's like shaken not stirred or whatever but you can see on the actor's face he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and he called it a martini yeah sir that's not a that you just took a shot of vodka there's no and vermouth then, in sight yeah there's no vermouth there's no water there's no sweetener you mm. ate the lemon peel <laughs> <laughs> which is supposed to be a garnish yeah. where's the olives up his ass i don't know <laughs> probably that man is feral <laughs> <laughs> yeah he also gets shot at one point and just makes no mention of it later. He's just oh, like, yeah. he's just like well, I got shot and the nurse was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, it was a happy ending. Yeah. Um, she fingered my bullet hole. I don't know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, there's, there's the, also that scene where it was either Taryn or Donna was in the closet with the harpoon gun oh yeah yes and the guy was like trying to hack down the door (laughs) it like that door was so flimsy yet it took him like a minute to get in and the way he's using the knife like he's like knifing individual slats like yeah and it's like dude just punch it and open the door like uh, you're right i think probably doesn't even lock you could have just doorknobbed right it. you could just open the door <laughs> yeah but no instead you decided to do that for a million years and then yeah. open the door and then you got shot by a harpoon gun and then he refuses to die like he's just, like, <laughs> laying there and then he like gets up like terminator and all of a sudden he's alive again uh, yeah yeah that that dude should have died way earlier he should have he looks like a mannequin that guy he also gets shot in the face like very early on also that so i i was i was gonna bring it up way earlier and then we got distracted but so there's a scene after they like find the diamonds right where they're like 
they like find the diamonds and then they get in a shootout and they're like, I know the best way to cool down after getting shot at. Let's go hot tubbing. And I so immediately, yep. Yep. And so they they get into the hot tub topless, you know, because when I'm Naturally. with my friends, I just whip my dick out to get in the jacuzzi. Um, yep. Not that those are equivalent, but I just it's, yeah, it's it's just interesting. Um, and then they get like attacked in their home by like two of the goons, right? Yep. One of oh. them has the worst fake knife I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. It yep. looks like a dollar store prop. Yeah. Um. They're also it's both a, wearing ski right, like the, like what do you call them like stockings like over their head. It, they were awful. They like their faces were like swooshed, <laughs> and their hair it was like, uh, and then they were wearing like weird plastic gloves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I hated that. And also the the male like goon. It is clear that he keeps forgetting his lines because he yeah. takes like a big pause in the middle of all of his lines. He's like. I, take us to the diamonds like that that's all his yeah lines. well um, and and you could also tell too with that stupid fucking mask first of all those things did nothing no you could still see their faces <laughs> right but i think he was also having a hard time breathing <laughs> he was. I, think, I think he was suffocating just a little bit uh-huh uh, which I don't think helped with remembering his lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, where are the, the diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But the, uh, my other favorite part of that scene is the female goon. She's like wrestling with Taryn. Yeah. And at one point, she's got her up against a wall and she puts something to her head. And what she puts to her head is nunchucks, right? Oh, But she's uh, holding yeah. them like this. And yeah. then cuts to Donna wrestling with the, the other guy. Cuts back, and all of a sudden the goon has a gun. So just like in between scenes, they forgot what weapon she was wielding. Yeah. And just switched it out. But I'd like to think they were like, oh, why she got nunchucks? Like, that's not a threat. Here, have a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I would like to think that the character was like holding up the nunchucks and went, wait a minute, this is stupid. Puts the nunchucks <laughs> away, pulls out gun. All right, here we go. Now we're cooking with gas. But see, that's, I get, I, I was like, as, because it's kind of early in the movie, I was like, I'm going to give this movie a little bit of credit. Maybe that's what the character did, right? Like put the right. nunchucks, you never see the nunchucks again. Nope, never just again. Never come back. I think it was just a continuity error. Uh, 100%. Which there's this a couple. Movie. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple few, yeah. Yeah, this movie is just god-awful. It's really bad. Um, and I just... I I don't know what I was expecting. And it's like... Uh, yeah. It's not even bad enough that, like, it would hold up to watching a few times. Like, you watch it once and all the novelty is gone. Like, yeah. speaking from experience. Like, the second time yeah. through, I was just like, oh, there's the boobs. There's that guy. <laughs> yeah. There's... Oh, there's she's got the boobs out again. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, there's a snake. There's a rocket launcher. There's <laughs> terrible guns and yeah, whatever bizarre lines. Yeah. Also, okay, fun fact for you. So the director makes a cameo in this movie. Um, Does he really? Yes, he's right. So he's at the beginning, and then he's kind of at the middle. Um, there's the scene where they first show Edie's bar. Um, 
and that woman walks in and she gets perved on by Ashley. Right. Um, and then she goes to the table and there's a man sitting there and he's like, baby, I, I'm sorry about everything that happened last night. I don't care about any of that stuff. I only care about your brains and your beauty and whatever. And she's like, you practically <laughs> raped me last night. You know that yeah. line. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that line. Uh, that's the director. Is the, ah. man, the grubby man sitting there. Which I'm like, why would you have yourself play like a horrible, like grubby perv? Like, Piece I don't understand. Yeah. And then another waitress comes up and he just like puts his face like in her boobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and doesn't he say something like, he says something gross. He says, I'll have a pair of coffee. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That wasn't. It's gross. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's no. He's a he's a big old he's a big old perv that man. Yeah. And if you if you read interviews with him or like again he passed away rest in peace rest in perv. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just sounds like he's just like I don't know just like just one of those guys you know that's just like yeah. I lo- I love my wife and I love making movies but also I love boobs I love babes and boobs and. And I love looking at boobs and I like hanging out with babes. And this is my and wife, everybody. She produces my <laughs> movies, but I like she young, got boobs. ladies. Yeah, she got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give, I will get, I will give the man credit. So like Donna Spear, who plays Donna, um, that's easy to remember. She, yeah. she, I guess she wrote like an autobiography. I saw this on IMDb, so I can't uh-huh. state how true it is or not, but supposedly so during this movie she was struggling a lot with alcoholism okay and not to be mean but you can kind of tell that she's drunk in some of the scenes um yeah so you know uh but she wrote in her autobiography that i guess that when she was like struggling with her sobriety she told the director because she's in a bunch of his movies like just like a dozen of them um she told the director like you know that she was working really hard or whatever and I guess he was very supportive of like her sobriety. And he even hired like a driver for the production who would take her anytime she wanted. If she felt like she was going to relapse, he would take her to like a meeting. And that was like that guy's like sole job. And I'm oh, like, wow. okay, that's like, that's a nice thing to do for somebody. That's, that is pretty cool. So it sounds like he was a nice man with the heart of a perv, you know, like, just, yeah. Yeah. Which he, I guess, he coincide. had good intentions, but his penis got the better of him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, I will say this for him too, right? Like, or for this kind of movie, right? And yeah. it's, it's something I saw in an interview with somebody. Uh, like, when you when you're somebody like who's like a playboy playmate or something like that, oftentimes like you're. Cr- career trajectory would be stunted because of that so it would be like you'd be a model and you'd be like on the up and up and then all of a sudden it would like kind of end once you got to be like a playmate because like once you just like once you go from there it's like hard to find like legitimate work or it's hard to find like you know whatever and so for movies like this and like directors like andy sedaris what he did basically was give them like a second revenue stream where oh, yeah. you know he he's like you can you know you're in the movie and you're like you know you get paid to be an actress and all that stuff yeah you got to show your boobs you know because you're a playboy yeah. playmate like you got to show your boobs yeah. um, right 
But in addition to that, they can then go to like comic cons and stuff like that and like oh, sign yeah, yeah. DVDs and sign autographs and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, he felt like at least, and some of the actresses felt like he set them up to have like future success, which I guess is nice. That is you know? nice. Yeah. But again, big old perv. Oh, yeah. Real pervy. What a movie. What a movie. Truly. Let me look at my notes really quick, see if there's anything yeah. else I wanted to. So I made a note um, because I just think it's interesting. Um, I wrote Hawaii, where everyone kisses each other on the mouth. Because for yeah. some reason, every time people meet each other, they're like, hi, Greg. Like <laughs> just quick a quick smooch. <laughs> just a quick smooch right on the right on the lips. Here's something that I, I found interesting. So there's that scene that we referenced earlier where Rowdy, who is uh, Donna's boyfriend, and Jade, who is the man with the worst hair in the world, um, they're on a boat and they're like sparring. Um, yeah. And they're like, oh, here comes the sushi guy, right? And the yeah. dude rolls up on a moped, hands them a box, and what is inside is is like not sushi. It's oh, no, no. Yeah. With a piece oh, and of it's paper in... in it. Yeah, and it's and it's like a just a shitty styrofoam takeout <laughs> box. Yeah. Like for for being in the DA, DEA or whatever and being on this fancy boat, that's the best you could do. Right. He also then like to destroy the message, he like lights it on fire, but he does it after he puts it back in the sandwich. <laughs> for yeah. some reason, it's like and, just light it up. Like, why do you got to ruin the sandwich? Yeah, just light light the paper, throw it overboard or whatever, and yeah. then eat the sandwich. <laughs> but no, he lights it, and like the styrofoam burns a little bit. Yeah, you can tell he probably afterward was like, Oof, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, this whole movie's bizarre. It's just like it's, it's a fever I, dream. Honestly, it is a fever dream, and I'm like. I just don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. I don't know if I liked it. I don't think I did. <laughs> I had fun, certainly, but like... Yeah. I, I I think I'm with you. I don't know if I liked it. I don't know if I disliked it. It's, I just it, don't know. It's the kind of movie where it's like, if you took the sleaziness out, like if you took out the weird sexual harassment and like all that yeah. stuff, I think I would find enjoyment in it. Just yeah. because it's like so like there's not an like there's not a hint of like irony in this movie. Like it is no. so bold faced, like sincere in everything it's doing. That yeah, it's just like I want to like it. Yeah, but it's it makes me feel so gross watching it that I don't know if I can like it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It, it, there were parts that made me feel icky. And and what's what the. The problem, too, right, is that it attracts, like, the kind of, like, viewer that I don't want to associate myself with. Oh, 100%, yeah. And I'm going to illustrate that by reading you this review that I found on IMDb. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is classic old man review, right? I'm going to just read it to you. Uh, This is from Robbie43 on IMDb, the home of the worst reviews on the internet. Um, Yeah. The title of this review is Eye Candy Hall of Fame. Okay, so we're off to a good start. Yeah, Uh, excellent start. Robbie wrote, The members of the Academy have selected this film into our Hall of Fame 
mainly on the physical attributes of Donna, Donna Spear and Hope Marie Carlton. These two lovely ladies make a have a wonderful pair, ahaha, and their camaraderie give this film an uplifting spirit seldom seen. Throw in the changing clothes scenes of Cynthia Brimmel and the topless walkthrough by Patty Duffick, and the mix is complete. This is the first entry of Sedaris' spy action movies with this ensemble. It is also the best work by Spear and Carlton in terms of acting, without the threat of costumes sealing the scene. So grab a brew and watch this piece from start to the closing credits, where the nude scenes are re-shown. And that's the that's the review. That's, that's icky. I, I want to... Robbie, if you're listening, I have a website I want you to check out. It's called Pornhub.com. <laughs> yeah turns oh, out there's a I, I just want you to open your chrome browser click on the incognito tab and just type that in and you're gonna have a yep. great time i promise you yeah it's it'll blow your mind really. it'll blow your mind it it truly will yeah um because this this is the kind of movie that feels like a dirty old man movie you know oh 100 percent. yeah like yeah I'm not... it... go ahead yeah it, it it's it's what you're like gross pervy uncle watches yeah and then he shows up to like family functions Mm -hmm. and it's just gross yeah you know like the like the uncle you have that you don't want around your daughter you know yeah you go into that guy's house uh, one of these movie posters is on the wall you know yeah yeah and it's the uncensored version yes yeah he's like i got boobs on my wall isn't that cool yeah, and you're like, mm, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else? No. This might go down in history as our episode where I've said the word boobs the most. Yeah. Um, I think we I think we capped on the word boobs. I think so. I think I'm not allowed to say it anymore. Nope. Um so that brings us to the end. Uh, yep. What do you rate this movie out of ten? Like a two. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think two. Like, like the two points are for the soundtrack. That's it. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I'll give it. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Two point five. I give it two points for the soundtrack. I give it point five for um the intro with the cardboard boxes. I think that was creative. Yeah. No, that is that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I think still this is, too. No, that's completely fair. I think this is somehow less watchable than Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, I was gonna say, I if given the option between Lone Wolf McQuaid and this movie, I would choose Lone Wolf McQuaid. If only because more happens in that movie. <laughs> yes, I guess. like it yeah. starts stronger. It's like it has a yep. better kind of flow to it. It's more baffling. Um, yeah. This movie, like, it's bizarre and, like, there's fun stuff in it, but, like, I don't think it ever pays off. Like, no. there's no moment where you're like, yeah, I got him. You're just like, oh, yeah, he's, yeah the snake got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The snake yeah. puppet's the real hero, I think. So true. So true. But, yeah, I can't, I can't recommend it. Like, nope. I can't be like, you should go check this out because then everyone will be like, are you okay? <laughs> Are you a per? Uh, is is this a cry for help? Right. Link twice <laughs> if you need help. Um, yeah, horny old man movie. Not yep. for me. Nope. 
Um, Mainly because we're not horny old men. We are not. No, I'm we're, just we're a regular just old, old man. Yeah. Yeah. We're just old men. <laughs> just regular old men. Um, yeah. But that, that brings us to the end. Um, it does. I promise next time we'll watch something better. Um, <sighs> Thank you. But you know, what's funny is I feel like because we watched Mexican American, not that long ago. Yeah. Everything else still feels like not that bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I gave this movie a two. Yeah. But. You man, gave that point one. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. At least you can tell someone made this movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was effort. There was some effort. And like, at least there's people like reading lines in this. Yeah. You know? And the yeah. tiny helicopter had a purpose, at least. Yep. Yes. Also, better theme song. That's all I'm saying. So true. This beats out Aztec Warrior or whatever that theme song was called. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I will never return to this well, nope. I don't think. Because to be fair, like, between this one and the other one I watched, Picasso Trigger, you could swap them out. Like, there's no just like the only difference is that that one has a lot more boat chases, but it's like ah. that. There's not really. I mean, they're not thrilling. You know, it's just yeah. a lot of people on a speedboat like, driving around in a circle. So it's like, well, there you have it. Yeah, they burnt more gasoline on that one, I guess. But yeah, at least this one, there's a sex doll that gets blown up. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. <laughs> and that guy on the skateboard who was upside down. That was also pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, mm. But we're going to go smoke a, a couple of doobies. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think so. I, th I, I think next time, um, if you want to keep up with us at home, I think in a couple of weeks, we are going to dive into a universe that we both love. Um, because the 10th one is coming out next month and that is fast and furious. Uh, I think, Fuck yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, but I think I want to go all the way back to the beginning. I think we should watch okay. the first one. First one. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's going to be fun to see that journey. Um, how we got yeah. from guys stealing yeah. DVD players to, um, to, sending pontiacs into space and yeah. <laughs> crashing them into a satellite <laughs> um but yeah so and that is hopefully going to be much better than this um for sure it will be i've seen it a long time ago but yeah i can't really i the one i've seen the most is five so it's like it's hard for me to remember the other ones but um yeah so i think that's what we're gonna do next time um excellent but, Thank you so much for listening. Yep. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, what should they do? Uh, comment and like and share with your friends and your dogs and your cats and your fishes. And your fishes. And um, your local Playboy. Hey. Playmate. My dog is barking. Oh, that's okay. My dog slept through this whole episode for once. Excellent. Um, yeah. So leave us a nice review. Five stars yep. if you really care. Um, uh, leave a comment. Leave a comment. Say hi. Say hello. Say hola. Say aloha. Say uh, mahalo. Uh, say um, shalom. Say Sh there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Uh, guten, guten Tag. Guten Tag. Um, that's it. Uh, <laughs> yep. GG. Uh, easy. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at vivalaaction at gmail.com. If you want something. Uh, <laughs> all um, you got to do is pray. Um, yeah. Uh, we got social medias. We got the we Instagrams do. and the TikToks mm-hmm. and the Facebooks. Facebooky. And I think that's it, right? We also have YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's right. We got the YouTubes. We do. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you got to see our faces again. That's fun. Hello. Hello. Um, but yeah, that pretty much does it. Um, yeah. If you want to find Grayson, you'll find them um, on the beaches of Hawaii. Yeah. Throwing a razor frisbee. Yeah. And you'll find me uh, on top of the Empire State Building whipping my penis in a circle (laughs) excellent good work Uh, that does it for this episode hell yeah bye goodbye I gotta figure out how to stop the recording again (laughs) 